Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Dear Future Hubby Podcast. I am your host, Teresa Reese, and y'all know how we do it. I am going to read a poem from my book of poetry entitled, A Strong-Willed Mind, Healing Scars Over Time Through My Poetry. And... Today's poem is a bit prophetic, I believe, and it is called My Future Husband. Isn't it ironic how this is called, the podcast is called My Future Hubby? Okay, but I digress. Here we go. (laughs) His countenance will make him handsome from the inside out. His character will be genuine and me he'll deeply care about. Not concerned about the outer, he longs to know my heart. He'll listen attentively, missing me whenever we're apart. He'll have a good sense of humor, and God, he'll fear him so. He'll seek his face daily. His will is his desire. He'll be monogamous, without a doubt, the two of us becoming one. He will be concerned about my feelings to him. There's no comparison. He will be a wonderful provider, romantic, just the same. He will always think of me. He will give me his last name. Our foundation will be built on God, both desiring to do his will. I dream of being by his side. His presence I'll adore. His love for Christ and fear of God will make me love him all the more. Best friends we will be through the good and bad times. He will be my husband and I will be his wife. Our vows will come from our hearts. We'll complement one another often with our unbroken three-fourth cord. Can I get it out, Lord? (laughs) No man or woman will come between us, the two becoming one. This is the vision I have had of my future husband. So I hope that y'all are having a blessed and marvelous morning, evening, afternoon, whenever it is that you are hearing this episode. So y'all, we're about to get really raw on this episode As some of you know, RAW is the acronym for real and wise. And so this is going to take me a minute to unpack, sit back, relax, and enjoy this podcast. So what I wanted to talk about on today was denying your spouse. So for those of you that don't know, when I say denying your spouse, I'm talking about denying your spouse sex. And when I say spouse, I'm talking about your husband or your wife. However, here we go. As I've been around many married couples over my lifetime, one of the subjects that tends to come up more than not is the subject of sex or the lack thereof. In some of these marriages, now I must be honest with you and share my perspective on this subject. 
I am going to ruffle a few feathers. I do apologize for any offense that may come because that is not my intention. However, I do understand that any time that you speak your truth, even when you're speaking your truth and love, that there will be naysayers. And I get it. But please understand that what I am expressing comes from the depths of my heart in terms of wanting the best for marriages. So this is what I can say when it comes to my experiences is that the one complaint that my ex-husband never had was, man, she won't have sex with me anymore. In fact, I didn't care if we had just finished arguing or having an arguing match. If he needed it, he got it. I would go back to being mad at him once we were finished with our (laughs) spousal duties. However, what I do recall were moments where he would get upset with me. And then he would refuse me sexually. It got to the point that I got so real with him that I blurted out so candidly. If you keep this up, trust me when I tell you, you're going to end up pushing me into the arms of another man. Now, the arms of the other man could have been Jesus, but that wasn't for that wasn't for me to explain. It was for him to figure it out. <laughs> and so what pretty much what I told him at that point, I said what I said and I meant what I said. Now, some of y'all's minds may have wondered right now. It probably went there, but come back. I need you to come back. But it's true. There are way too many people operating in their marriages and denying their spouses sex without realizing now I'm really speaking to believers but anybody else can jump on the bandwagon when you are a believer in the order of God how If you truly are reading your Bible, can you believe that it is okay to deny your spouse their body? However, that's what a lot of Christians, believers, saints, whatever you want to call it, do. However, according to 1 Corinthians chapter 7, 3 through 5, it says, and it speaks to this very scenario. Let the husband render unto the wife due benevolence, and likewise also the wife unto the husband. The wife has no power of her own body, but the husband has no power of his own body, but the wife. Defraud ye not one the other, except it be with consent for a time that ye may give yourselves to fasting and prayer and come together again that Satan tempt you not 
for your inconsistency. Now, I like the Message Bible because the Message Bible breaks it down a lot, to me, a lot clearer and kind of speaks my language without the ye and the thou and the thy and, you know, yeah. So, according to the Message Bible, it says, now we're still talking about 1 Corinthians chapter 7. It says, certainly, but only within a certain context. I do believe that they were asking, should you be married? Should you not be married? Um, it's good for a man to have a wife and for a woman to have a husband. Sexual drives are strong, but marriage is strong enough to contain them and provide a balanced and fulfilling sexual life and a world of sexual disorder. The marriage bed must be a place of mutuality. The husband seeking to satisfy his wife. The wife seeking to satisfy her husband. Marriage is not a place to stand up for your rights, quote unquote. Marriage is a decision to serve the other person, whether in bed or out of bed. Abstaining from sex is permissible for a period of time if and I do emphasize if you both agree to it. And if it is for the purpose of praying and fasting, but only for such a time. Let me correct myself. But only for such times. Then come back together again. Satan has an ingenious way of tempting us when we least expect it. I'm not, understand, commanding these periods of abstinence, only providing my best counsel if you should choose these periods of abstinence. So for those of you that maybe didn't know what some of the words that I used, what they meant. I wanted to break down those definitions for you. So that way you have a better understanding of what it was that I just read. Defraud means to illegally obtain. Benevolence means the quality of being kind and meaning well towards others. Abstinence is the practice of restraining oneself from indulging in something such as alcohol pornography, sexual activity, food, etc. Permissible means that it is allowed. Fasting means to abstain from all kinds of food or drink as a religious observation. So that's just giving you a little backdrop on what some of those words meant. And side note, I have just celebrated being abstinent in my singleness for a year and a half as of July the 11th of 2021. So to God be all the glory, I have not done it on my own as I've had the conversation with a, a real good friend of mine and a couple other people. You can't do this journey on your own. You need help. You need accountability partners. You need people that you can call and be like, girlfriend, let me tell you. So that they can get you right on the right path. All that good stuff. So by the grace of God, I've been surrounded by great accountability partners. Which has allowed me to walk this journey of abstinence. 
and I'm enjoying the process. I truly am enjoying the process because I'm learning so much about me this time because this time I'm doing it on purpose, with a purpose, for my purpose partner. All right, I digress. So for those of you who claim to be filled with the Holy Spirit, can speak in tongues, are on the front row in church every Sunday, and can quote the Word of God, also known as the Bible, from Genesis to Revelations, who have a relationship with God, but you are denying your spouse sex, aside from when the two of you are in agreement to abstain, I need to let you know, you are operating in utter disobedience. And according to the Bible, it says that disobedience is equivalent to witchcraft. Therefore, ladies, if this is you, honey, you are being a witch. Men, if this is you, man, you are being a warlock. Either way, God is not pleased and he is not getting the glory. Now, for those of you that know scripture, I don't have scripture memorized like that, but I do believe that there is a scripture in Proverbs 31 that talks about a virtuous woman. And it talks about how the man pretty much brags about his wife whenever he's in public and whenever he's going to these high places. Imagine with me, if you will, if you're that wife that has been denying your husband. I also believe that there's a story in the Bible where there was a wife that denied her husband and she ended up being replaced by Ruth. I'm sorry, Esther, one of them, Esther, it was Esther. And so I'm saying that because whenever we are adding to the word, and subtracting from the word, but not truly getting an interpretation of the word, we are doing ourselves a disservice because there's so much wisdom found in the word. And even if you don't necessarily believe in the Bible, because there are some people that really just don't believe in the Bible. I get that. However, it's still a blueprint of how you can do things better or how not to do things. So, for those of you who have been decreeing and declaring, standing behind that pulpit, preaching a word, all that good stuff, and you happen to be in quote-unquote holy matrimony, and you ain't had sex with your husband in months, years, because there are some that it's been years, honey, yeah, I think God is speaking to you. In my humble, humble opinion... If I were you, I would repent, which means turn away from that wickedness. Stop trying to use your body towards your spouse as a way to stand up for your rights. And instead, use your body, which is truly his or her body now, to minister to your spouse. When you've ran out of words to say, wives... Give that man his body. When you are sick and tired of hearing your wife nag husbands, give that woman her body. I believe y'all will begin to see one another through a different lens once you rewrite the narrative. <laughs> 
Because when you hold grudges and deny your spouse sex, guess what? Now you are defiling your bedroom. And this is exactly what the enemy is hoping for. Because once you defile your bedroom, you begin to welcome in the enemy in the bedroom. So this gives the enemy an open door to wreak havoc in your marriage. This is one way adultery manifests. This is one way separation manifests. This is one way neglect, rejection, abandonment, indifference, strife, discord. The, this is one of the ways that all of those things start to matter. All these arguments. <coughs> excuse me. That's one of the ways that it begins to manifest. And so, if you continue to deny your spouse his or her body, this will, they will, sorry, they will start to seek comfort through other means. Ladies, I need y'all to hear me and I need you to hear me well. If you ain't never, ever, 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 listen to any one of my episodes before if you ain't never ever 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 paid attention to anything i have said before i need you to pay real close attention to this because there's a message in this mess you understand here we go the comfort when you are denying your spouse sex that they may seek may not be in the form that you imagine. I need you to think about that for a moment. The comfort that you believe that your spouse may seek and whom they may seek it from may not come the way you imagined. So in your mind, you may think that he is cheating on you with another woman. I am here to let you know that is not always a fact. There are times when your husband may cheat on you with a man, his same sex. What we fail to understand is that the spirit of lust knows no gender. What we fail to understand is that the spirit of perversion knows no gender. And so a lot of times we try to narrate what infidelity is going to look like in our marriage if we deny our spouse. I am here to tell you, this is one of the main reasons why you should not deny your spouse. Yes, it can come in the forms of pornography. Yes, it can come in the form of him going to strip clubs. Yes, it can come in the form of him having extramarital affairs with the opposite sex. But there are numerous accounts of spouses having same-sex extramarital affairs. And whenever you confront them, and you say, I know you cheating on me with some chick. Guess what he could say? No, I'm not. And guess what? He'd be telling you the truth. 
And so in order to bind the spirit of perversion, because it doesn't know any boundaries, because you don't want it in your marriage, because you don't want to feel like you are sharing your spouse with someone else intimately, because you don't want it to be where he's becoming so absorbed with perversion that whenever y'all do finally decide to reconcile, now he's impotent. Now he cannot perform because he's exhausted that resource by finding other ways to get off. So if you're trying to save your marriage, in my opinion, what I believe is that you should take time out to take ownership for how it is that you contributed to the marriage getting to that point. For you to acknowledge in your spouse's presence, this goes for men and women, for you to acknowledge in your spouse's presence, your contributing factors, what you did to cause the marriage to be estranged in the first place, where it was that you didn't let your spouse in, what it is that you didn't communicate to your spouse, what proclivities you didn't expose before you said I do, what proclivities manifested after you said I do. All of these things are relevant when it comes to reconciling your marriage. You've got to be able to tell the truth and shame the devil. Because you got to remember, by the time he gets hold of your truth, it's going to be so perverted, so full of lies, that when it finally is served back to you, you're like, who are you talking about? That show enough ain't me. But you've given place to the devil. So you've given him authority over all those things that were supposed to be considered sacred and holy. You've made a mockery of marriage. There's a consequence for that. Sometimes it does end in divorce. Sometimes it is repairable, but there's a whole lot of work that goes on between repaired and broken. There's a whole lot of work that goes on. And so in order to be in a position where you can truly begin to heal the marriage and heal yourself and your spouse heal, you've got to repent. You've got to turn away from the wickedness. If it's pornography, you literally need to get delivered from pornography. If it is the same sex, you need to get delivered from that soul tie. If it is the opposite sex, you need to get delivered from that soul tie. And I'm not just talking about, oh, child, we had sex a few times and I'm not talking to her now or I'm not talking to him now, but we're still good. No, you have to sever the tie, block the number, block all manner of communication. You got to change the entire atmosphere if you are trying to save your marriage. And this is what happens when you deny your spouse their body. It opens up the door to infidelity, period. No matter how infidelity manifests, it is still perversion, y'all. It's still perversion. <coughs> Excuse me. No matter how it manifests, it's still perversion. So even if, let's just say that the person that it wasn't a person involved. Let's just say that this, your spouse only 
committed um, watching pornography, trying to make sure he got his rocks off or she got her rocks off um, so that they wouldn't step out and be with someone else. Well, guess what? The imagination is just that. Even in performing the act or even in looking at that in order to perform the act to climax, you are still using your imagination, which means infidelity has still entered into the camp. So then when it's time for you to connect with your spouse, now you're not able, the authenticity of the, that spouse, the authenticity of that union, it has been perverted. So now you're trying to figure out a way to connect, but you've lost that connection because you welcomed other sources in, other spirits in, whatever you want to call it. You welcome that in. It's, that's why I said repentance is key. Acknowledgement is key. You've got to tear those strongholds down so that you all have a new foundation that you can build upon. So now that the bed has become undefiled, if this is you, can this be rectified? The answer is yes. How can it be rectified? In my honest opinion, I would say the answer is God. If you do not believe in God, honey, I don't know what to tell you. When, once you confess your sins to your spouse and to God, repent and recommit yourself to your union. Then, and only then, with God, all things will become possible. But you must believe. You must believe. And of course, repentance is key. Now, is this easy? Hell to the gnaw. I have seen so many people who have tried their best to pick up the pieces after infidelity has manifested in their marriage and they may do real good for a few months maybe even a few years but guess what forgiveness is truly it's almost it's like an art y'all that you got to master because forgiveness is also key you got to forgive that person they got to forgive you you got to forgive yourself and you got to remind yourself that you've turned from it so even when the going gets tough in the marriage, you got to be like, uh-uh, I'm walking a different path. I'm doing it different. Uh-uh, I cannot turn back. I cannot turn back. Because when you turn back, you get seven demons stronger than the ones before. So then it makes it even harder. So a lot of times these couples, they end up facing a situation where somebody fell back. And when you fall back, or it could be retaliation. It could be where the, the man cheated and now he's, Walking the straight and narrow. But the wife has not forgotten. And it may be months later. He's thinking I'm doing everything she told me to do. She got access to my cell phone. She got my password. She got access to my email. She got that. All these passwords. She got everything. There is nothing that I am hiding. And then he looks up and he's like, what the what? She done cheated. So I'm not speaking that on you. I'm just giving you scenarios of what I've witnessed it can be done, but it is a very, very high mountain to climb, which is why I have stated with God, all things are possible. If you try to do this in your flesh, honey, it may become an epic fail. 
So it all depends on how badly you truly want it. That part is going to be up to you and your spouse. However, you must be willing to acknowledge the role that you play concerning defiling your bedroom. You must acknowledge how you hurt your spouse, why you hurt your spouse, and your intent to restore the lack of intimacy into the relationship, back into the relationship, the lack of consideration, the lack of communication, and the lack of cooperation, and invite God into those areas that have remained hidden for that whole time. Remember, we can only heal what we are willing to acknowledge. I do truly hope that this has encouraged at least one person because if it has, then I have done what I was called to do, which is to be raw, also known as real and wise. So this is going to conclude my episode on today. I hope y'all have the most amazing morning, evening, afternoon whenever it is that you hear this message however please do me a huge favor and i'm going to read my letter to my future hubby and then i'll be out of your hair oh dear future hubby this is dated july 15 2021 how have you been is everything all right in your world have you been being kind to yourself i surely do hope so how is your prayer life going have you placed it on a shelf because the cares of this world have gotten extremely overwhelming for you? If the answer is yes, are you sure that is the wisest thing for you to do? I only ask because I've tried to tackle difficult situations without the wisdom and guidance of God in times past. And trust me, it only made the situation more difficult. How about your eating habits? Are they healthy? I'm not trying to sound like your mother, however, but your health is important to me, as it should be. Sometimes we may be secretly fighting health issues, but because we may not look like what we are going through, it's easy for others to believe that, quote unquote, everything is all right. But is everything truly all right with you? I wanted to check in with you to make sure. So that if I, if it isn't, I'll know where to direct my prayers. I love you. Love, Teresa. So I hope that y'all have the most amazing morning, evening, afternoon, whenever it is that you hear this episode. However, please do me a huge favor and take care of yourself because there is only one you. Signing out, your girl, Teresa. Y'all have a blessed one. Bye.